everybody, to Tangents of a Better World. Take I, two. Yeah, take two. The first take, which will not be aired. We deleted it. It was horrible. Um, episode three, um, to infinity and beyond. I am pink. I'm purple. Great. Someday we'll come up with better names, but for now that works. I don't think we're going to come up with better names. Probably I mean, not. we have better names. They're just a little bit <laughs> inappropriate. Right. Maybe someday. Um, okay. So, it's been a long couple of weeks for both of us. Uh, now we're on the other side of it, though, so I think we can kind of decompress and talk about all the shitty things in our lives, and in the larger scope of things, just to remind ourselves of what's going wrong. Just all the shitty things um, in the real world. I do have a cake coming out of the oven in about 16 minutes and 30 seconds, it's so smelling good. we're going to have to transition in the middle, but that's okay. I mean, I'll figure out something. Yeah, just just freewheel. Just it's- yeah. All I do is freewheel. Okay? Freestyle about communism you long gone. You should see my, my essays. That's totally just freestyle the entire time. It's a feckin' disaster. Yeah. It's the, what's the, um, <clears throat> phrase, I'm scandalous, you can't handle this. Yeah, that is the phrase. What's Although, it from? Uh, drunk history. Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah. Alright, so we were talking about a couple different things earlier this morning, but I think one of the ones that was most interesting to me was the idea that um, our parents have a rosier worldview than we do, or at least they seem to, right? Is that, would you, would a you? rosier worldview? That's totally possible. Well, isn't that what we're talking about? I thought we were talking about like who they were as people. Like we were saying, you were saying that well, they're right. better people. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Okay, yeah, so... I feel like, like that's something... First of all, dear audience, I'm going to go ahead and refute literally all of these points in some way or another. Okay. So if, if you happen to be a millennial, much like myself... You just know that, that someone shall spring to your defense. Heck. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, this came up because earlier I was uh, suggesting to that um, God people... damn it. Cut! <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go back and fix that. I was suggesting to Pink that, uh... Purple. Fuck, okay. I was suggesting to Purple that, um... Our generation is dysfunctional, or at least more dysfunctional, uh, relative to our parents and maybe to our grandparents. Um, and I don't necessarily mean dysfunctional just as in still, uh, learning, uh, how to be adults, but, um, rather in our skill sets and our personalities. Um, okay, dysfunctional. Skill set. Yeah, take notes. I will, because I have to make sure I get to all these personalities. Uh, And I was talking about how um, our... And again, this might be some of my own personal bias about my experience and the experience of my friend group, but I think that there is a trend um, towards kind of isolationism, towards... uh, Probably towards anxiety and depression, although those things have been... I'm sure those things have been here since time immemorial, and we're just talking about it more, but I do think... um, I don't know. It's possible that we're pretty high strung. Um, yeah, I think we're just kind of, you know, alone binging Netflix all day. Um, and I think that is different from how I look at my parents and how I see them living their lives. Their lives seem to be a lot more balanced and I would say wholesome than mine is. And I, I think that's probably true of other people in general, um, at least to a little bit. Um, so what do you think? Well... I'm going to go ahead and say that our parents didn't have much to do. Like, they, they got no options. <laughs> like, like okay. they, they used to shove each other in phone booths for fun. Like, yeah. It's pretty objectively not fun, but. I guess. <laughs> somehow they managed to fill, fill their days without the internet, without, like, memes. Access to the rest, all of human knowledge at their fingertips. So, I mean. These things might be true, but it's, it has nothing to do with our character. And I, and I don't think that's what you were saying. Because I think we are, as all generations, are in some way a product Morally of Morally bankrupt, yeah, absolutely. A product of our time. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a matter of character. I think it's more just um, how, how we socialize is... Uh, relative to the standards of previous generations, not super healthy, I would say. I, I would probably agree with that. And, and it's definitely a worrying trend if you kind of just draw it to a logical conclusion. It kind of gets back to robot sex a little bit. It although. does get back to robot sex. It gets back to this disconnection. I, I have this 
this kind of idea for a story. I mean, like, like for a metaphor that I'm going to put into a story one day about like digital artificial intelligences, not necessarily like maliciously, but things even like Facebook are putting us into boxes that are just wide enough that we don't notice them. Yeah. So they're, they're providing just enough social interaction that, that satisfies us. But, but it's like containerization really, really made the Industrial Revolution work. Actually, that's not necessarily true. The Industrial Revolution worked before then. But it's kind of like a metaphor for industrialization. You mean compartmentalization? There we go. Or, okay. or something where you, like, you put in a box and you can manufacture a million boxes. Sure. Well, here's my question to you. Is like, so I, I echo the idea that Facebook puts us into a box slightly bigger than what we would notice. Here's my question, though. If we grew up in a world with boxes that were smaller, would we have noticed those? Well, that's a good question. Is, is there it, is there an objective size to that box, or is that box always going to be a little bit bigger than what we are aware of, no matter its size? I think there there is a semi-objective size to that box, because there are... Hmm. Again, I'm trying to prod at you with relativism here a little bit. Well, I would say that if you grow up in horrible regimes, you probably know to some extent they're horrible unless you have parents that are like really like all about that that regime and making sure it sounds good and stuff. Right. Yeah, that's fair. So. But I think in our society, there's wiggle room there where it could have been narrower and we wouldn't have... Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, when I say our society, that's that's kind of, that's too general, because there are many different stratifications of our society, uh, some of which are in pretty tight boxes, especially now. Oh, yeah. Um, well, what did you do? What was the point you were just about to make, though, with that? Because I had something to say, and I, and I, okay. and I can't quite remember. Okay, I was going to say that uh, 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 an American developed society as it is, with all the problems that it is, um, the boxes could have been a little bit smaller and we still wouldn't have necessarily noticed them. Yeah. There's, we're in the middle of some wiggle room where it's not necessarily at either extreme. Or, or maybe there, there's a box around us that, that is the American culture. Yeah. And then there's a second box, which is like, it started at infinity and now it's closing in, which is the digital box. And okay. right now it's getting to the point where it's, it's starting to match the American box. What do you mean by digital box? It's like, like the... Um, the the box that has been brought by the information age that shall be the future box we all live in, as opposed to the American box. So is that more of a globalized? This is really fucking abstract. Okay. Is, is this more like a globalized box? Because it kind of ignores national borders? Yeah, I think that that's, that's a good way to put it. I and mean, for some people, this box is bigger than their nations. Well, I- for others... Well, actually, I think for most people, it's bigger than the nations. But as time goes on, it might get smaller than their nations' boxes. We're talking about globalization on the internet. One of the things that's... Okay, so uh, green text memes, of course, spread around. Uh, green text memes? Four chan snippets. Okay. Um, and one of the things that is uh, legitimate... There, there are a lot of things that aren't very interesting about 4chan, but one of the things that is is that... Um, so many posts are random, but there are often little flags that indicate country of origin. Hmm. Um, I don't actually know if those are user selectable or whether they're based on like IP information. Um, but there is the point. There's an interesting phenomenon where a bunch of people are posting horrible things on a board, and you don't know anything about that user except the country they're from. Um, and it's it's a strange way to identify someone, and it leads to a lot of the problems the political problems that are perpetuated on 4chan for sure. But um, it's like, like you're this, you're this anonymized German. You're this anonymized Polish person. You're this anonymized Swede. Um, I think as we discussed last week, that's probably one of the most reductive ways to view someone, right? We, we both in our visions of paradise dismantle the yeah. state. Okay. Just, yeah. Or, or the nation, I should say, maybe not the state. For me, at least. A world where you're only identified by the state is a pretty bleak world, I guess, is what I'm saying. So that's that's one version of the digital box that I would not want. 
Yeah, I I think that this whole digital box thing, although it shall make a good metaphor one day, maybe not the best way to talk about it. You're too time. visionary for your time. Well, I guess I haven't thought through it, and we may or may not have precisely the same brain conception of it, so... I'm sure we don't. I'm sure we don't, which is why we're probably, like, slightly off... That's why we're doing meetings. this, so... Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, you think that... Do you... I never really heard from you. What do you think about uh, our parents being uh, better <laughs> better people, more, more socially healthy people? Is there such a thing as a healthy socialization? Is that... Is that also relative? I think, no, no, I think there there is, it's, uh, first of all, I didn't agree with the first point was relevant to, re- okay. relative either, so you're pulling You the saw points. what I did there. <laughs> yeah, you're trying, to, you're trying to get me to agree with something, much like I try to get you to do sometimes, but I would say there is objectively a good amount of social, socialization you should have, a healthy amount of human contact, because... I mean, if you go back to our evolution, spending time with other humans was necessary, and there's no reason we haven't evolved in the last 20 years, because that's not how evolution works. So we still I mean, have those. We still have those social needs that, that are given mm-hmm. to us. Social needs from our ancestors, and I don't know Darwin. The father of all things. Darwin, who is the father of all things. The all-father. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah. Take, so, so, put that social, in your relativistic So, socialization plates. has, for sure, a biological component, but does the way it manifests have to be prescripted, right? So, sure, we need contact with other people, arguably, right? Um, but does it have to be in the way that our parents did it? Um, if we do it in our own way that's different, uh, is that dysfunctional or is that just a new world? So it's like the difference between going to a sock hop and just meeting in an all-night chat room. They're both socialization. They're both social encounters. Yeah. But, I mean, there are different kinds of encounters, and I'm sure on a biological level that I have no uh, qualification to I mean, talk neither about. Neither do I. So. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just, going to. we're shitposting <laughs> verbally here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like the satisfaction from a social interaction probably has to be better in person. It right? does. I mean, I, I'm going from my own experience, but also sure. I feel like the biological influences or the incentives would also want people to, our biological triggers would want to be met in person. Suppose, supposed to, it's all, it's only, we're only going halfway. Cause like, you know, that, language or body language carries so much meaning and so I mean, yeah i do so i i would think that if like you had a social interaction that didn't involve body language you're only getting a proportional amount of meaning as the language carried without body language would be if that makes any sense uh so you're only getting 30 percent of an effective yeah but social interaction but I, I don't think it really holds up like, uh, there are communication, no matter the kind of communication, always has a phenomenon where you have something you want to express that's translated into the signal that is transmitted, and then it is interpreted again by me. And that happens visually, that happens audibly, that happens physically. Um, you're really invested in it working that way, though, too, right? Because your your whole thing, your whole shtick. Sign and signifier, yeah, sure, okay, yes. but but hold on. Um, okay, this is this is reductive, but I'll throw it out there. Uh, what if you're blind? Shit, what up? Does that mean intonation? That... There we go. Right, but that's not. But that's what I'm saying physical is contact? that that visible. Okay, physical body language. Sure, that's still there, but visible body language isn't there anymore. If there, if you can detect body language, it has to be through probably sound in some way, mm-hmm. um, unless you're making physical contact with that person. So does that mean that those people who are blind? Uh, are doomed to not have as strong of a social connection as other people? I don't believe that. I don't believe that either, but for the sake of argument, <laughs> let's just say it's true. Okay. But that's the point, is it now refutes your argument so we can't accept it. We can't just accept the exception and move Well, on. I mean, how do we know what, what blind people must be like? If you're blind, give us an email at... 
We should make an email for this, by the way. I, I guess, yeah. User-generated questions, you know, I, I'll put that on the list. E- email, email stuff. And ask questions. Or if they want us to talk about stuff. Or topics. Or yeah, we should, we should interact with our user base, I think. That would be really, really good. Yeah, just um, dial us up the, at one eight hundred. One eight hundred. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> wow. Okay. Call, what is with you and telling the audience to go fuck themselves? I'm just insecure. This, this is it's the second that, time. It's not that big of a deal. Well, um, I mean, okay. No, you're right. I I apologize, <laughs> dear listener. Uh, I'm just I'm just insecure. I, I mean, that's what I thought, but I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> I, I'll say it. I'll go there. To that brave unknown. Yeah, you're so brave. I'm so brave. Okay, so you get a fucking yeah. medal. We don't know how blind people, um, how how they live. Maybe they they do wish they could see your physical body or something. Well, it's not a question of whether I wish they could gaze upon your exquisite Adonis upon figure. This body, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so that's not what I was saying. I'm not saying if you're blind that you wish you could see. I'm saying. If you are blind and you lack the means to have that specific form of communication that you were just talking about, body language, does that mean that you interact, that you your meaningful socialization is uh, also impaired? I don't, I don't think so. But right now, so. I think we're like arguing, we're like boxing with shadows because I, I think maybe. I, I presented my. No, no, I think I think I know what you're trying to say. Okay. What I, what I'm trying to say is that. I said body language as like as something that that's missing over digital communication, but that's more of a stand-in for other things. Maybe it's even like, like a sense of human presence in the vicinity, not necessarily like body language. Okay. So it, it's more of a stand-in for that idea, and so like it might not be like visibly seeing someone's facial expressions. It might be something like else that's psychological that we don't necessarily know of that that whether you're blind or not blind you can see just feel just the same i'm gonna go check on my cake uh do you want to keep rolling or do you want to pause it how about i go check and you you talk about stuff for a bit what do i want to talk i, I think I, I, I just reached my poignant i just got it just take your cake out do, take we it out. do we have toothpicks it's fine you we just put a knife in there i don't think that would oh my grab. god Okay, the same degree that it, yeah, it does, okay? Trust me. Have you ever seen, um... As a kid, did you ever watch Clifford the Big Red Dog? I read the books. And we're back. And, and now you don't have to respond to my incredibly poignant point. What was your poignant point? It was, it was that, like, I wasn't necessarily referring to just body language. I was just using it as an example of one of the things that could be gained okay. through physical... So let's tease it out and figure out what parts are necessary, like voice chat, okay? Yeah. What about that? I would say, like, what I, what I just mentioned before, which is, like, sense of presence near someone. Okay. You can't get that over voice chat. You can, Even if you had, like... You probably can't even get that over hologram. There probably is something... That that can tell it's a lie in our brains, and so it doesn't mm. doesn't give us that same sort of social high or whatever. Okay, okay, I'll buy it. I'll buy it too. I mean, I have yeah, no, I've you no, should buy it. You're fucking selling it. Well, I'm just I'm just pulling it out of my ass. Okay, that's true. I feel like it'd be interesting to to hear a. A person who actually studies this kind of... Who actually knows what they're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they clear it right up for us. Um, but I bet they'd be, be more on my side than, than your loving just digital interaction side. It's okay. I'm used to being on my own side. That's fine. That's why I'm, that's why I'm having this argument. Is it because... Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So our parents... Uh, okay, so if we, if we assume... but We can't really assume it, but if we do assume that our parents... Uh, interact physically with their peers more often than our generation does. Or did when they were younger. Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Relative to age, sure. Um, uh, that would make them healthier, more well-rounded, blah, 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 blah. In terms socially? of social, socially, yes. Okay. I agree with that. Okay. 
So, so you ultimately agree with me that our generation is more fucked than... Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, but I'm saying it's like a product of our time, and it's not like the, your parents are better people because they're less fucked or whatever. Well, define better person. I'm not... I was never arguing that they're like pure of spirit. It's not by their own merits that they're better at social socialization. Sure, yeah. That's... Yeah, I agree. Um, so what's going to happen? What what will we look like when we are the age of our parents? Because we have deviated already, and we'll probably continue to deviate. What's going to happen? It's the sex robots again. Okay, it, it's it's nobody ever communicating with. But is there anyone. is there it's, a world? It's Japan. Is there a world outside of the sex robots, or do we have to rename this podcast "Tangents of a Better just, Bot"? Just waiting for the sex robots. That'd be a good podcast title, actually. Tangents of a Better Bot. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Waiting for the sex robots. I'm writing that down. Oh, maybe a short story I write someday. Uh, you know what we should call it? What? Short Circuit. Well, maybe, like, it's a subtitle. Subtitle Short Circuit, or I don't know. <laughs> that could be a good episode title. Anyway. Maybe, maybe that'd be a good episode title number one. Yeah. Just, although I feel like Sex Robots is very provocative. Gets the people going, right? <laughs> but, um... That's from a movie, right? That's not just... That's a segment pulled into the the song... <laughs> the song that I can't title because it's I can't say yes. it. Yes. Um, oh, I don't know if it's from a movie, but I think it must be. Anyway, not not that important. Yeah. But what happens instead of that? Like, like what's a better world as opposed to just letting that happen? Because that's not what we're about here. Okay. So what? How can we take this divergent reality and make it better? Yeah. How can we do that? Um... <laughs> I'm one of those. It's, it's going to come down to like some form of regulating social behavior. Okay, so I'm whether it's social regulation, like or so in my generation, in my time, I'm in a moment where it's easier for me to communicate long distance with people than it has ever been before. Mm-hmm. I can Skype call someone instantly. However, I communicate with people long distance far less than like my older family do. Like, if my, my grandparents would probably write letters all the time, and they probably communicated with their family long distance far more than I communicate with mine, even though it's so much easier for me to do it. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I believe that. I'm trying to figure out exactly why that might be. Because they put more value on social interactions than we do? That, that's an interesting... Write that down. I think it's partially that. I think also the fact that you'd have to work to maintain it means that the way you conceive of relationships is probably a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I think it makes it more of an active goal for you if it's the only way you could do it. Let's go back to that, that they put more value on social. Okay. What do you think? Well, I think that this is all around it anyways. I I'm curious if our generation isn't just lazy or or maybe self-obsessed. And so we don't have to consider the thoughts of other people. And it has been said before that like the internet or I think it's the internet is a like machine of narcissism. Okay. Go on. So, so it's quite possible that instead of interacting with other people, we just decide that we're the fucking best and that it's no reason to interact with other people at all because, I mean, who, who else? You have the keys to heaven already. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I would say we're self-obsessed, but we're self-trapped, I think. I don't know. Okay, maybe it depends on the person. Maybe that's like a, maybe that's a spectrum. What does self-trap mean? What do you mean by that? Okay, so I spend a lot of time on the internet, much more than I do with people face-to-face, right? And so I guess that does mean my thoughts are probably more set and anchored in myself, just by virtue of the fact that I don't get out of my own head. Damn, I think you just blew this whole thing wide open. But, okay, that's anchoring there, but it's also confining there. Because there aren't things to break me out of it or to remind me that the door is actually open. You're totally right. It, it's the bubble in the box. That, that's the digital box right there. It's yourself. It's just... it's a, You're getting cut off from these other people. Well, it, that's not quite the digital box. That's not what I mean by it. But 
It's the bubble that everyone's talking about, like breaking inside of your bubble. So there's just enough of communication to trick you into thinking that you are... That doesn't feel right, though. No, no, that's not what I mean. Okay. But, like, everyone talks about not not communicating with people that don't share your same idea, ideas. Yeah. Like, and that's called the bubble. Yeah. And it's coming even more extreme where we're not sharing our ideas with anyone else, maybe. Because... I like, do that. Like I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I stopped posting. That's an even darker timeline. I stopped posting on Facebook because I, f- I reached a point where I realized that my ideas don't matter and people will just disagree with me and what I have to say will actually achieve nothing because even if I happen to miraculously being sa- to say something that is correct or is progressive, it'll fall on deaf ears. Mm. I mean, that's, that's not true 100% of the time, but I think... I think that feeling I have is very... It's That's an accurate way to say how I feel. Uh, that's really... That's, an, that's a problem we gotta fix. We gotta, we gotta solve this! <laughs> so I'm not I'm not the only... Okay, this is not the only way to... That it happens. There are plenty of people who are active on the internet. But for me, the more active I am on the internet, the less I contribute to it. The more I just consume it. I feel like... Most people are probably more consumers than creators on the internet. Which amplifies the problem of a vocal minority. Yeah, definitely. It's just so interesting that theoretically in the internet, uh, no, theoretically, no voice is privileged more than another, but there are still voices that speak more than others or are more inclined to speak than others. Or more people listen to. I mean, yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, but it's kind of the... The introduction of the upvote destroys all of that, but... God, imagine if it didn't have upvotes. Like, you'd have to, like, read everything as if it was the... You'd have to read everything? (laughs) Wow! Wouldn't that... Maybe that's it. Maybe that's how we fix it? We just get rid of the upvote? Yeah. But then we'd be lost in the noise. There has to be some way to, to organize the cacophony without... Um, creating dogma. Then I'm run this shit down. It's good. Ban the upvote. Well, then, how, how do you suggest getting through the cacophony? Then, maybe educating children better, so that they have better things to say. Hmm. I think the shouting into the void problem would be worse without upvotes. Well, I mean, you definitely wouldn't get that same kind of return or like... Do you have any ideas? I'm, I'm still thinking about it. I'll, I'll mull it over. Okay. This is, this is a totally like new problem. Well, it's not a totally new problem. It's, it's a totally new way of thinking about this problem for my brain. What I, what I think about a lot is how, um, you know, there will always be different, different social circles and circles within circles. That's always been true. But I think the Internet amplifies that problem because it makes it much... It makes it easier for dominant narratives to emerge and it makes it easier for subversive narratives to kind of fester in the corners. So I think both are problems, right? I think that um, some kind of monopolized viewpoint is really rough. And I think that also, uh, I mean, people should have the ability to communicate. I'm not saying they shouldn't. Um, But the privilege of anonymity um, clearly over the past couple of years has led to reinforcement of some really problematic ideas. Also, another thing to think about when it comes to conversations with the Internet are that when you converse with someone on the internet, it's generally about a topic that you've both decided to talk about. It's it's voluntary interaction. You you can really select who you talk to and who you hear from. Yeah, if, I, if I'm going on, like, the Islam of Ice and Fire subreddit, I'm going to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, if I'm going on, like, r slash communism, I'm going to talk about communism. There's not going to be people on Game of Thrones let, like, telling me I shouldn't be communist or whatever. But if I don't want to see A Song of Ice and Fire on my Reddit feed, I can filter it out. Yeah, exactly. Especially, so. here's the kicker, especially since the Donald blew up, 
and Reddit changed its r slash all behavior to allow for filtering of specific subreddits. That was a specific change that was implemented as a reaction to so you're saying that's the a bad vote thing. brigading. You're saying that's a bad thing? You're saying that that's dangerous? That the ability to filter voices is dangerous? Absolutely. Even if it's voluntarily just filtering what you yourself hear? Absolutely. And that's also part of the problem that creates situations like um, uh, subversive, uh, sketchy subreddits that like lurk around and don't get much publicity until, bam, it blows up and suddenly you have child porn somewhere or something like that, you know? Um, that's, not, that's not the cause of that problem, but I think it contributes to it. Because, um, like, if I... Okay, if I browse are all... Um, I don't want to be spammed by the Donald. I don't want that. It's not going to be fun for me. But if I also just press a button and say, I never want to see this, then they theoretically will just go and do their own thing without any interaction from the outside Reddit world, and no one will argue with them or hold them accountable it's like two city-states that are, like, building a giant wall between them. But actually, I have recently been thinking about how nice it might be to live in smaller city-states. Because the problem that comes with with, 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 with uh, sheltering yourself away from these ideas, like, is it is a divided society, and that leads to other problems. But... Two distinct societies aren't necessarily divided just because they're distinct. Like... Just saying liberals move to California, conservatives move to Virginia or whatever. You know, not Virginia, Georgia, Yeah, Alabama. not Virginia, okay. Watch what you're talking about. I still want Virginia. I want to keep Virginia. Yeah, like, the issue with um, us us not talking to each other and being in the same community is the problem. If we didn't talk to each other and we weren't in the same community, that would be less of a problem. But the idea of community is has shifted entirely with the invention of sites like Reddit and the internet. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Because community is now really, it's become a voluntary participation. I think, I think that this, this thing. We've blown it wide open. The community is, uh, God, so much, so much good shit. Let's see. It is voluntary. We're a factory of ideas that have probably already been discussed and spoken of before. Voluntary participation. But they sound pretty good. At least this one sounds interesting. I'm all about building stuff up from the ground up, which is what we're doing here. So we're 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 kind of absurd. We're creating these ideas, and maybe look. We're not creating them. The grassiest, we're discovering the, these ideas. The grassiest of roots. The grassiest of roots. And, and although I would typically argue that a more globalized, more connected world is better, people that that don't agree should like. Hmm. Should maybe be in different communities. I'm not. I'm not saying like, like, like. Let's let's. This is. I won't pounce on that. I will do very poorly. Okay, but like, if I have a fundamental difference, like in how I view something from the rest of the people around me, maybe it would be beneficial for me to not be there. And although that doesn't homage, actually, no. Can we cut that? <laughs> no, 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 no. We want... I don't want that <laughs> no. on the record. They're going to come back and just... No, but bouncing back and forth between those ideas is really helpful because it shows thought process. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. important. That's I'm important. sure I'm sure all the people will forgive me one day seeing my thought process. When we started this, we weren't tied to the idea that our opinions would always be correct. <laughs> it's true. The point is the discussion. The point is the discussion. So... Maybe I'm sure I say lots of stupid. I say lots of stupid shit too, so it's okay. Don't worry about it. I mean, you're not the one talking about segregation being a good thing. (laughs) Not yet. We're only three episodes in. There's still room for me to fuck up. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I homogenization is how we do it. Is that what you want? I mean, that's what I I wanted last episode. I remember saying, like, talking all about homogenization. Nigerians to evolution. Evolution requires. A variety of heritable phenotypes, right? Uh, sure. Pulling my forest biology out here. So, so you're cool. saying that we shouldn't separate to the point where we're different species? I'm saying this might be the risk. If I'm we... saying we need one population with a diversity of ideas 
And those ideas need to have varying values and effectiveness. And that, that over time, the evolution of ideas almost literally will happen because in theory, good ideas will win out in the long run. <laughs> but that requires that different ideas can at least coexist in the same timeline, in the same space, in the same generation, and can mix and intermingle. Even if a lot of them are shitty. God damn it. It's the long, the moral arc of Reddit bends towards justice. Does it? Does it bend towards it has justice? To. How many years ago did Reddit have a thriving alt-right community on it? Like, I mean, it's probably worse now than it ever was. Exactly. Okay. But but that, that might speak more to to psychological inadequacies we have as humans versus the quality of ideas. I think it's quite obvious that these ideas are trash to anyone who's willing to put in like the scientific method applied to whatever ideas might be. Okay. How they thrive is by exploiting our subconsciousness, right? Or not ours, but like people's in general, maybe. Yeah. We're, we're enlightened past that point, okay? We've transcended. We, we've, we've transcended, yes. Hmm. So you said... Can, Community is a voluntary participation. In the context of the internet. A lot of internet stuff. But in a globalized world that, that has a very th- strong internet, maybe yeah. it would become... And, and, like, universal rights for everyone, including, like, food, water, shelter. Right. It might mean, literally, you could stay in your room your entire life. Yeah, that's what I do. And that might be what it's le- what it leads to. So it gets back to the question of... What do we do? <laughs> and, and is that... So we already decided that in the long run, that's not a good thing, right? Yeah. We shouldn't do that. Yeah. Maybe limit people's internet time? Okay. Yeah, let's, so not, we, go, let's not go overboard, right, saying, internet boy? Are we saying once basic needs are met, humans have no reason to want to socially interact with each other. I'm saying that... I mean, that's true for me, but not necessarily for the world at large. Will be, maybe not every, everyone to a point will want some amount of social interaction. Just well, maybe not everyone, but most people. Right. But there will be people who don't want any social interaction. And, and honestly, like, maybe it's a good thing. No, not a good thing. Maybe it's okay that they choose not to have social interaction they don't well, yeah I maybe mean, all it's of this more is justified to, this is to be able to choose to not have social interaction well yeah i was never saying that we shouldn't have the ability to choose it but i was i was trying to speak to the median here a little bit okay speak speak away please well no that's that's what just from the beginning is the idea that uh, there will always be individual people who benefit the most from social isolation voluntarily, and they should always have the right to choose that. But um, like we were saying, a lot of these behaviors are from context. We are somehow the way we are raised creates those problems in a lot of us. So that isn't a good thing. So just because you have the individual right to be socially isolated doesn't mean uh, that we should let um, circumstances which uh exacerbate that trend um exist and to be totally honest with the audience is that i often feel isolated and it is often not my choice right so but one way we chose to fix that was to do this podcast right i didn't think of it as a solution to that particular problem but i could see how it might be a band-aid it's more than a band-aid, yes. motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. Um, Fuck. Well, shit, this got dark quick. <laughs> There's no hope. <laughs> Come on, this is this is not tangents of no hope. This is tangents of a better world. You're the optimist. I am the optimist. Throw out an idea so I can shit on it. Let's get back to our Let's get back our to our old, old pastime. Just shitting on my ideas. <laughs> What do you think of limiting the internet? In like, as in like, you get two hours a day or something like that? That might be a bit extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get crazy now. Maybe like like six hours a day. God, that's so little. I spend so much of my time on the, the internet. This is not like a serious 
like proclamation or whatever yet. It's just an idea I'm throwing around, like seeing what the ramifications would be. I mean, no, there's no way that actually, no. Why not? Because it forced you to get out of the house? Because it forcibly narrows a platform of important free speech. I feel like you're, you're, you have six hours of free speech to make a day. How much more free speech time do you, not, you have other time to make free speech or just out with your friends as well. You can type up your shit that's not on the internet and just post it like for the minute one of your, your six hours and then respond to other people's critiques for six hours or. I think the federal government should not regulate. I don't think we're talking course. about no federal government here. Okay. Then what are we I, I would about? I would not trust the US government to limit my internet time. Especially I, when it's run by Ajit Pai or whatever the fuck. I agree. So what how else would you are you this saying the ISPs? The, this is the this? benevolent world government that we're gonna set up before <laughs> that's a prereq to paradise. That's what I'm concerned with is how how do we solve this problem in paradise where internet is provided and all these other universal needs are provided, like food, water, and shelter. Those so are you're, all, you're presupposing that it could be I'm limited. presupposing those things. I'm in presupposing a way, that a person could exist by never going outside, which they kind of could. They totally do. I mean, that's more and more every day becoming a reality. You can get your food delivered to you. You can get your groceries delivered to you. You can get everything delivered to you, thanks, you Amazon. online, and then you can just pay your bills or whatever. Just Yeah, you can work remotely. You can. It's It's entirely feasible to basically never have to leave your house. Which is terrible. It, it's, well, I mean, in my opinion, I'm not a fan. I like going outside. I go stir crazy if I'm in for one day too long. Yeah. But this weekend, I was a sloth. So. A rough weekend for you. <laughs> well, actually, it was really refreshing. But that, that's something I, I don't. But yeah, so like, does that context change how you feel about that idea? Of limited internet? Limited internet. This is just one potential solution for the problem. No, I think I think it's I think you're I think you're fighting a symptom. I think so too. I don't think you're fighting the cause. Yeah. I I also like the idea of everyone has a role in society, so it's the role of the old to to go to go around and just just talk to people. (laughs) <laughs> that, that might be lonely. If you're retired, it is your obligation. It is part of your social contract to contact your grandkids. <laughs> no, it's not. But I really appreciate it when they do. Um, yeah, I mean, that's so problematic because it's almost like saying that uh, it's okay to not socialize just because you're busy. That's not healthy either, right? Yeah. You shouldn't save healthy social interaction for when you're almost dead. <laughs> not that retiring means you're almost dead, but you get what I'm saying. I think I think we all get what you're saying. You, you, just... you get what I'm you get what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, I mean, and that's such a big problem is that we look, work, consume us, or we we distract ourselves rather than trying to heal ourselves. Yeah. The internet can do everything, but I think its primary purpose is a distraction rather than a healer. Maybe we need to like have a, sci- I don't know, a societal discussion about we want what we want the internet to be. But maybe, be. Maybe we don't want it to be that much of a distractor, or maybe we need to. But like, it's it's important that the internet be able to grow and adapt in ways that we can't foresee, right? Like the the revolution in Egypt. Social media was instrumental for that. And I don't think a lot of us could have necessarily predicted it that way. And if the internet was heavily regulated, it might have made the ability of social media to organize resistance very difficult. And that's If you could only talk about the revolution between 6 and 12 p.m. in Cairo, that's going to make problems. That's true. And... I I personally think that it will be difficult for me to do the things I wish to do in regards to making a better world 
online because I believe that I am already censored. <laughs> or not censored, but observed in a way that I need to be careful with what I say. Hence, hence pseudonyms on this podcast. Yes, thing. hence pseudonyms that are obviously just going to fall apart the second anyone looks into it. Right, yeah. But the goal is to make it so that they don't look into it. Right. And hopefully we fly under the radar enough because we're shitty enough that no one actually cares. Um, Except for you, dear listener. Yeah. We want you to care, but not care too much. <laughs> don't Don't come looking for me, okay? You shall but know. email us. We'll make an email. We'll talk about it. We'll share it. And email us for sure. You shall know when the better world has arrived. And then you might you might recognize my voice when I give my speeches. On the megaphones. <laughs> On the megaphones. We were talking about regulation of the internet. What we want the internet to be. And I, and I think one thing that's missing from this this conversation is that entertainment is a worthy purpose for a lot of things. Like, yeah, it, just because we entertainment doesn't mean that it's bad. And I didn't mean to make that as like, um, argument. It's just, I guess what got me interested in this topic from the very beginning was just the idea that, you know, you talk with your friends and you, it's like when I ask them what they do for their weekends, I almost immediately jump to the question, what shows that you watch? In the sense that my friend group, I don't really watch TV, but my friend group does. And so my friend group is so deep down that rabbit hole that I assume that a lot of what they do is just oriented around screen time. And I'm not one to judge. I'm just as guilty of it, just in different ways. But I don't know. So. So what? I mean, I watched The Matrix again, like, a week ago, right? Yeah. And I thought, I was thinking a lot about... Oh, shit, that's so relevant. The, like, ci- the cipher dilemma. That's so... What cipher? You saw all three or just one? I just, I'll watch the other two later, but the first one. He's the, the he's the Judas figure in The Matrix. He's the one who sells out the team because he wants to get back into The Matrix. Oh, yeah? It's the steak. If the steak is really fucking good... And you don't know that it's not real. I think I think this this points to the fundamental difference between us. Because like when we when we talked about robot sex, yes, you you said that love was like two people pointing at each other, and so it's the I same. I said thing. that was one way to look at it. So 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 it's okay if one person just points at a robot and is like I love it and it's like it's the same thing right we do that with pets all the time although the love between a pet and a person is hopefully different between two humans where where I'm the one saying that you think that that's like not a lie where I think it is a lie and I think this is another case where that's true like I still think the stake's a lie but where you think it's not necessarily a lie and I think this is the the main difference between us that hopefully makes our conversations interesting and hopefully the, the listener can decide who they believe in this case. I mean, I can't disprove your argument. And I haven't found evidence to say otherwise. But I think there's something more there. And I think a better world will come about if we take that line of reasoning more often. Because then we don't end up with sex robots with fake stakes. I'm so offended by what you're saying. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I get it. I'm just... I'm saying your philosophy allows for sex robots. My philosophy has no problem with sex robots. Well, neither does mine, but like your your philosophy allows people to fall in love with sex robots. Yeah, my philosophy allows for free will of different emotions. Your philosophy allows for people to lock themselves in their room and never see the light of day or another person. Yeah, it does. But I also hope that we can create a society that doesn't... um, shunt people into that behavior like push them away so that they right i don't i don't want to raise people that feel like that's their only option i want that to be an option but i don't want them to feel trapped in that right it's like the we're talking about the boxes but like even so the internet isn't like the internet's totally an option for a lot of us i mean it's it's not because there's so much stuff we have to do on it but we... I mean, it's mandatory. It's, it's like a dopamine 
like thing. So we're drawn to it. It's not like I make a philosophical choice that's totally unbiased every day whether or not I'm gonna use the internet. It's that like I want to, I need to. It's an it's like I wouldn't say it's an, as insidious as an addiction, but I, I don't think I'm making like a logical choice every time. No, no, of course not. You're it's it's like and one so, of the like, strongest habits out there. So it's not necessary. We can say that we want to give people the option to to hide in their their houses their entire life, but if we allow just people to choose, I mean, I'm not saying we should allow people to choose, but if we allow people to choose, like given what already is the current trend. It's only going to grow more extreme and we're going to end up with a world where everyone's in their homes their entire lives. Yeah, and I, I don't want that. I don't. I'm not saying that we should let that be. Okay. But if you do it, I don't judge you. And actually, I'm probably one of you. <laughs> and you're probably the one listening to us. The only one. <laughs> yeah, so thank you and we need you and we love you, but... Um, we also know it sucks. So. Yeah, I'm right there. <laughs> uh, do we wrap it up here? We can go eat our I think that was good. Matrix cake. I think we, we brought up some very important topics. Probably like with, instead of like a helping of humor, like a dash today. It but was like a pinch of humor. <laughs> a pinch of humor at most. But But I think we really got into what I really want this to be. I mean, hopefully it can be more entertaining in the future, but I think this is still very important. Yeah, a great time. Thanks for arguing with me. I liked it. I think we figured out a difference, though. And thank you, dear listener, for uh, for tuning in. And hopefully we left you with some things to think about and some stupid ideas to reject. And, uh, I don't know, go bake a cake. Go do something fun Tell for me life. what you think about the sex robots. What? Tell me what, what the, yeah. the, the listener, yeah. Yeah, yeah, email us your thoughts on sex robots. Don't email us explicit content of sex robots but like <laughs> actually i mean well 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 you know you do you and you decide what's appropriate listener you decide how, I how good i don't like you opening the door like this i don't know how i feel about that actually yeah if this goes up big which it's not but if it does i don't know how much sex robot porn i can take <laughs> there's so many jokes here okay uh, go forth, have a great day, get outside, and uh, then come back and browse some memes. And meet some other people, and at least yeah. tell them that you disagree with them about something. And what's our catchphrase to sign off? Uh, fuck. Uh, I thought we just played that song that was way up our own asses. Can you hear the people sing, singing the we'll songs have a catch- of We each have individual catchphrases, and we make a good point. Da, 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 da.